Yo, shout out to showing creativity and drug trafficking. Authorities revealed real hollowed out pineapple skins concealing a less sweet interior. Nine gang members transporting the drugs in shipping containers also had their journey cut short when they were arrested. Damn. They belong to a ring led by two Colombian brothers with laboratories near Madrid where the drugs were cut with additives. See? Uh, this is how the game changed, because now they just show it on the knife. Back in the day, they're like, nah, yeah, this is yeah, that pure. Yeah, I can't feel like This is that Del Monte. I, oh, my uh, face, I can't uh, feel it. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of work, too. I know they were sick, too. Sick, yeah, fam. We packed these just for mad hours, like. Is that all that pineapple? Like, that's wasted pineapple. Well, you're not even gonna eat the pineapple? The you pineapple come home, he was like, why is all the pineapple on the floor? What's going on here? Michael Anthony was on the floor. <laughs> Shut up, you bitch. Where's my Pineapples. <laughs> and don't cut them open first. Johnny, guess where we're recording at? Studio 212. Suffolk in Seattle, Washington. Part of the Soundcasting Network. This is episode 92. Two. Grill. How long on that steak, mister? 92 seconds resting. 92 show. seconds. Thank you. That's what I like to hear. Everybody else got their plates up and ready to go. Can I see hands, people? And run, Ted Hood. <laughs> no bell in this kitchen. <laughs> no bells. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, uh, Bobby Stills, across from me, uh, up and early. Got a babysitter today. He is... Johnny Tsunami. Who do we got to our uh, immediate right, your left? Uh, we have the risotto god. Uh, producer dropping a deucer. Uh, Queef Boogie. The Queefster. <laughs> By the way, any other podcasts out there on the Soundcasting Network? Soundcastingnetwork.com. Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to talk shit about the producer like we are. See, he is not, he's our producer, but he's also part our of the, ki the kitchen fam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can only talk to him like that. We're the only ones allowed to say, derogatory things towards Latinos uh, and or women in the kitchen because it's all jokes. You oh know what I'm saying? So uh, that's a message for, I know some of you listen to this show. And, and it's one of these days here, I'm going to get on these two and we're finally going to do an episode about the way people talk in kitchens and why it's still okay that's, even that's, though we're we gotta sexist, put, racist. We got to put that all private though. We can't put that in public. You know what I'm no, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to blast that one up. <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny uh, has to go to work after this episode. I have to go to work after this episode. That's why we were recording early today. Um, I don't know if it, it should be out on time tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna record it today. I got, I've been going hard, been going to a lot of shows lately. Went to go see Young Lean last night. Good. On that lean, uh, it got shut down, man. Like you told me. I've never been to a show at Numo's before, which is a club here in uh, Seattle, where it's been so smoky that the fire alarms went off. <laughs> Goody Mob a couple years ago was the smokiest show I've ever seen, and the fire alarm didn't go off, so something must have happened. There must Smoking have been that a, Reggie. No, there must have been some squabble in the back or something, and so the kids had to ruin it, ruin my good time as a young male adult. I was trying to get turnt. Anyway, okay, so uh, work's going, uh, it's work. You people in the industry know it sucks, but yep. uh, we do it because we love it. Yeah, even in the even in the slow season, you know, you still got to get that grind on. But 
We're going to bring you a nice, quick, sweet, awesome episode. Uh, we're going to start off with, I'm sure everybody has heard by now, because fucking every it notifications on your Apple phone, uh, New York Times, uh, LA Times, Chicago Tribune, Seattle Wire, Times, everything. Uh, Way to go, Seattle. Uh, we opened up the grocery store of the future, finally. Uh, Amazon Go is open to the public, people. Finally. Finally. We did an episode to me. on it. Like what? 60s? In the 60s? <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, Kent Combs. Shout, shout out, out Kent Combs. What was his rapping name? Uh, rap name? Oh, fuck. Oh, man, I can't remember. I'll, it'll come to me later. But um, he opened up the show with that, those spitting bars. <laughs> he was not too happy about that. But shout out. Kent Collins, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking about uh, Amazon Go. And uh, I also recently found out one of our, our previous guests, I can shout him out now, because uh, he was celebrating yesterday since it went public, Sean Simpson, who was on the show a long time ago, oh. lead sales director for Alki Bakery, signed a deal with Amazon Ooh. a long time ago. Motherfuckers moving product full weight, weight <laughs> across the state. That's uh, what's up. $2,000 a day. A day? Product and product. Okay. Fresh, fresh out of Kent. Yes, yeah, straight. Into the Amazon. And that's just one Amazon store. Yeah, and it's probably getting bought up pretty instantly. Well, I mean, rumor has it, I don't know, we had talked about they were going to have an Amazon pickup location where you can shop online and yeah. they just drop it in your trunk. But I've heard that they, uh, they have also purchased some more property out in Ballard and they're going to maybe try to open up their second Amazon Go. Now... Did you see the fucking lines, dog? Yeah, supposedly there was lines around the block around at the 7 a.m. What's the deal with that? It's reporters. It's They're all journalists. They're all bloggers yeah, that's or what, podcasters. So when I was reading the GeekWire article, um, they were talking about how most of them were journalists getting ready to, to rate Amazon Go right out the gate so they could be, you know, the first in and first out. GeekWire, actually, the only thing that they mentioned in their article was the fact that they went in there strictly to test if they could grab a salad, um, put it back, and take another salad because that was the glitch that was happening before. before. Um, and see if it what it would ring up, and it actually rang correctly as the salad they grabbed the second time, not the first time. So I mean, everybody's just testing it out and seeing if it's if it's foolproof. They're trying to hack it. Yeah, we need to get uh, augmented uh, cities on there. Check it we out. We could probably do that. Yeah, not a bad <laughs> a little idea. tag team. Yeah, they have a there's a podcast on Soundcasting that we're called Aug Augmented Cities. AI technology, the future VR. Nice. That's what he does. That's John Gaunt doing big things. I mean. You saw you saw what I posted the other day about the fucking pizza makers, the robotic pizza makers. I did. Well, I mean, that's been going around. I mean, in New York and, and in Japan, they have, uh, you can go and order your pizza and watch robots make it. <laughs> well, have you seen all the new sex? The sex <laughs> We're not getting into that, Robbie. Good we are not Lord, getting man. into that. Senior stills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's scary. It's scary. We've talked about, uh, you know, robotic chefs and shit like that. I know. It's creeping into our homes. They don't. They don't have no soul, man. And that's the thing. Like, peop, there's a lot of people in Seattle that are super against Amazon Go, but then there's a lot of people that are that are for it. A you lot, know what I'm a saying? A lot more people, I would say. Well, <laughs> how many times do you go into a grocery store 
and you can't find somebody to help you anyway. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. They probably got more people wandering around their store in Amazon Go to help you than fucking Safeway, true. QFC, true. Albertsons, all that bullshit. With a little tablet. So, yeah. And, and they also check IDs. I was hoping that you just go in there and maybe... <laughs> sweep some wine. Yeah, sweep some <laughs> be a young boy. Uh, yeah. Amazon Go, I don't think I'll be going there anytime soon. No, you have uh, to be... You also have to be a member, a Prime member, right? No, I don't. I just, I just think you. Yeah, you have to sign up for Prime. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And you just swipe your phone, which is also tripping me out. I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I said that you know, in the future, there's not going to be I, like half the time I pay for stuff, pay with other people. I don't really pay. transfer money from my account. I transfer it from Venmo or PayPal or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, pretty soon, it's like you, you know, it's just everything's going to be collected. Connected through Bluetooth, yeah, and you're never gonna have to pull out your phone. No, I mean you're just—it's just gonna automatically know who you are, facial recognition, charge your account. I mean, this is already getting into like the whole weirdness of GPS tracking. Everyone's like, "Oh no, the government's out to track us." It's like, well, this is exactly the type of shit that they would track. By the way, I—oh my god—I was at work the other day, and all of a sudden I look up, and on one of my like uh, Bain Marie's, there was just this little tiny round ball with a blinking red light on it. <laughs> and I had no idea where it came from. I'm guessing it's one of those, you know, geo trackers. Have you ever done that no. before? So a lot of people, there's a game where you play where they're called geotags and you go out and they'll give you directions to it and you have to like hunt and you'll find it and you look under like a picnic table and then you write a little note on it like I was here and then you mark it off on a map that you had found that geotag. So I'm guessing that's what it was and somebody put it inside my my bar. Uh, but I immediately threw that shit in the trash. ISIS. <laughs> ISIS. Ice. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of ISIS or ICE, <laughs> ISIS. ICE. <laughs> ICE. So with President Dickhead in the office right now, uh, they've been doing a lot of raids lately. Um, I saw a super, super duper sad story that actually almost brought me to tears where they sent that the guy had missed DACA mm-hmm. by, I think, what, six months. And he got pulled away from his family and yeah. sent back to. They're not. And it's the crazy thing is, it's like everyone's like, oh, they're coming after the Latino people. It's like, nah, man. They're I'm coming after everybody. everybody. Polish fucking anybody, anybody and everybody. I saw. Yeah, I just saw an article the other day about like, you know, a South African guy or something like that getting sent back or something crazy like that. And you're like, oh, man. Man, is anybody who they can find that is well, somewhat undocumented is going. Well, with all this shit, like uh, with all this shit going on, I mean, what people have to remember is all of us were immigrants at one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? None. I mean, who the only true indigenous people here are Native Americans. So, yeah, we wanted to let people know um, how, how you can prepare yourself um in case ice does come to your um, come to your restaurant, try to try to search, take away some of your dishwashers or your prep cooks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Watch out, Town, They're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they have done raids in Seattle. Yeah, um, it's already happened. But uh, this comes from PoachJobs.com, um, um, and I'll just go over it. You know, 
there's been it's been happening in Baltimore. It's been happening in L.A. Uh, ICE agents have been coming in. Um, so there's two different types of visits you can get from ICE. Um, you can get ICE agents that come in and they, they deliver a notice of um, inspection, um, and that means they're gonna they're gonna come there within 72 hours. And uh, ICE officers uh, with a judicial warrant uh, or other documents saying that they have heard or have reason to believe that you are hiring illegals. Um, they will come in and they will um, uh, search your place and it becomes, uh, they can basically shut your restaurant down because it becomes a criminal investigation. Yep. So the first thing you want to do if they come in is you want to contact an attorney and make sure that you are in compliance with them, the immigration, labor, and employment um, and anti-discrimination laws. Uh, you need to have a plan uh, in case they do come. And then you also have to um, let everybody that's working there know their rights. You know, you let them know. Um, you can hand out. Uh, you can actually download a link uh, from Poach.coms and hand it out to some of your fellow employees. Um, you want to meet with your staff members and let them know that ICE is coming for an inspection. Give them a heads up. Uh, if they have any concerns, uh, be able to meet, um, answer any questions that they have about it. Um, just have a plan. Um, decide which staff members maybe shouldn't be there within the next three days. Um, <laughs> and figure out a plan to have them still be paid in some manner. That's right. You know, uh, let them know what they need to do when ICE does arrive. Um, act accordingly. Don't freak out. Uh, also, uh, make sure you ask for that warrant. They can't just come on your property without that warrant. Even right. If they come and they're saying we want to search, um, it's you know I need to see the warrant because basically pretty much they're there um, to let you know that they you're under suspicion and they probably don't have a warrant. Um, so don't let them come in and see what's going on. Don't get let the them warrant get the attorney. Those that, are the first two things. That's right. Um, and then yeah, be prepared to interact with ICE agents. You need to be polite, be professional. Uh, keep in mind everything you say. Uh, it's probably recorded. Is yeah, and th they can have legal implications. So, like if they they were to ask you, Johnny, like, did you know Juan Pablo or whatever is was you know did you know he was from Colombia and working here illegally? You know, don't say anything. So keep keep your mouth shut. Plead a fifth. I don't know Pablo is. <laughs> uh, also, call somebody. If they come in and your chef isn't there or one of your GMs isn't there, you tell them you don't have the authority to get let them on premises. You don't know anything about that, and they you have to, you have to call somebody immediately. Don't answer any questions. Um, and then after um, after they leave, make sure you have a meeting. Figure out some type of plan. Uh, some type of actions you can take afterwards because uh, they might you might actually get get in a lot of trouble. Get fined. It's tough. I've never seen this happen before. I've never seen it happen before either, but I know I, that it's happening. And that I've it, read this, and I still would probably freak the fuck out. Oh, of like, course. Yeah, I mean, we never had anybody snatched like out of the restaurant, but one of our dishwashers went to court for some like domestic thing. Never got swooped up by some three-letter agency and removed. Yep. I know. I knew a guy that actually, funny enough, he was in a car with his dad who was illegal, and his dad got pulled over for expired tabs. He got sent to jail. They ran him. He was also illegal. Legal, and he was in jail for like, I want to say eight months and nobody knew where he was. Like he literally just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, the thing about it is I've heard there's a couple restaurants in Seattle where I've heard if somebody makes a complaint against that restaurant, 
or or a company for that. Mm-hmm. Not even a restaurant. Not even in the restaurant industry. Um, ICE agents will actually look into it and they'll go there. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and that's the thing is they don't have a warrant. They just go there to peep it out. They don't and they have to they have to identify themselves. It's not like undercover agents. Yeah, and I'm sure it's tip based. But they're all tip based. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times they're wrong, but most of the time they never get a warrant. There's Mm-mm. what evidence besides racial profiling evidence can you have? You can't see anybody. You, you can't ask for paperwork. Mm-hmm. So you don't hear about these raids happening very much. But with this, our administration now, I see a lot of this probably happening more frequently. Yeah. And the only thing that I could see happening or see as them being able to catch you having illegals is if they ask for all your paperwork when they come in and be like, let me see all of your your clients or your workers' IDs and social security cards, and they run those numbers, and if one doesn't come back as an actual number, then that would be a way of them figuring out that you have an illegal or that something is up. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, I don't really see much cause for them to be able to come in and raid. But once they do have that warrant, then they 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 it'll fuck you over. Oh man. yeah, for sure. Because they're going through all your paperwork, and I don't know how many restaurants you've worked in where you're uh, where the chefs or the owners of the restaurants are very organized. So it's going to take a while for them <laughs> to find all your paperwork. You're shut down for a couple of days. I don't know. We ha- I mean we have a uh, LCB liquor control board to come through our place, and we got all our we have everything in a binder behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Like here's everybody's permits, here's all their food handlers cards, here's all their mass permits. And they're super happy about that. Yeah, they they don't have to search for it. It's highly visible, and uh, we're ready to go. So, just remember, if uh, ICE agents ever come in there, just stay calm. <laughs> it's like the food, the health inspector, but worse. Ten times worse. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh sweet, we get to go on break. <laughs> uh, grow. How long take you, Mr. Uh, getting ready to plate, chef. Uh, thank you. It was already supposed to be plated. He said it was like it was 90, 92 seconds. Yeah, no, I had forgot. to refire, chef. Yeah. The other day, I found myself on Netflix, <laughs> and I ran across this episode. Actually, no, scratch that. We'll edit that out. Anyway, okay. um, no, I was actually online the other day looking up articles to talk about for the show, and something popped up on my Facebook feed about Christopher Ranch and how they're suing Netflix for slander. Um, Who's Christopher Ranch? Christopher Ranch is one of the leading... He's the inventor of ranch dressing. <laughs> no, it's the leading purveyor of peeled garlic in America. Okay. Um, and so I was like, what the heck is this about? And so I read the article and it starts talking about this show Rotten on Netflix. I've heard a little bit about it, um, but I had never really seen it. I knew everybody was talking about like, oh, you watch it and it makes you hate the cattle industry and the chicken industry. And I'm just like, I've seen enough movies about and documentaries about how terrible they are to and meat production I don't need to see another one I'm sure it's gross Um, but when I heard about the garlic episode I was like huh maybe I should check that out because I don't know much about garlic in general Um, so I check it out and the episode is just like super crazy and intense and it just goes in depth about how this lawyer conned these small time farmers into putting a lawsuit out on a Chinese garlic company that was in cahoots with Christopher Ranch to use prison labor to get peeled garlic at an undercut price so they could sell it. Um, 
and it just goes in on them. And I was just like, man, I can never buy, like I had peeled garlic in my fridge and I threw that shit out. Like I was like, <laughs> I can't fuck with it. And so I decided to dive in and do some more research, you know, and anything I could find on it had to, was done within the last year. And it was like in reference to the people in the episode of that documentary or it was from the city where Christopher Ranch is headquarters is so all of the information is unbelievable oh I know who Christopher Ranch is it's the guy on the his name is on the package a lot of stuff and um so it was super crazy and they just go they go super in depth and I'm gonna have to keep you updated on what happens but yeah they're filing a class action lawsuit against Netflix to take it off to take that episode off of that no they're they're not it's not coming off but yeah you should watch Netflix it's a Netflix original it's a six-part series called Rotten. Uh, now, Johnny, how many episodes have you watched of this show? Uh, I won't. To be honest with you, I only watched two because they were the only two that interested Which, me. The honey one, the honey one, and the garlic one. The honey one is crack. It's crazy good. Uh, Talking about like it's like drugs, bro. They're like cutting honey with. We've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. we've talked about the the you know the 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 wine mafia. Yeah, across the cheese mafias. There's a know? black market honey out all there. day, every day, um, and the the funny thing about this is like bees are dying, man. Yeah. Um, honey is the price of honey is going to skyrocket, skyrocket in the future. Yeah. Um, or unless we figure out how to make it in a laboratory, but that's not that true. That real, real. It actually brings me to an episode of black mirror <laughs> that I was watching because they have an episode where this lady was controlling, um, mechanical bees to like sting people and kill them or something like that. And I was like, man, in the future, I wonder if they're going to have like mechanical bees to produce honey. Because like all that's really happening with the bees is that they take the pollen and they put it in their stomach and add enzymes. All those are things that can be recreated. Um, And then they pass it along to another bee, which does the same thing on and so on until it creates the honey and then they store it. I'm like, that's all things that can be done that can be manufactured. Yeah, and I wasn't until probably about four years ago. I really didn't realize, like, you know, how hard it was to produce honey. Oh God! Like how until I started talking with uh, my girlfriend, and I have another friend out in Olympia that, um, and he just talks about like, you know, some years you produce a lot, some years you don't produce any. Your mm-hmm. your bees die off. Your queen needs a new home. Like it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, there's one about honey. The peanut farmers. Oh, the peanut farmers one was good because it directly correlated to the honey episode. That's right. Because they were saying that in order or the in order for almond flour um, or in order for almonds to the, the tree to bud and to produce more pollen, it needs bees to come and pollinate. But if those bees are dying and not coming to pollinate, then those trees are not producing. You ever seen the bee movie? Dre Seinfeld? <laughs> It's all tied together, it's all man. Tied together. It's all ran by Disney. Illuminati. Illuminati. My bees. dad swears to God that the Illuminati it consists of one Comcast, <laughs> Disney, and like the Queen and the Pope. It's hilarious. Netflix is included in that. Netflix is included. I don't believe that. Uh, but yeah, they get into uh, you know chickens, chicken production, which we all know is terrible. But milk production, chicken which is we delicious. All know is yeah. Disgusting. Uh, but the only other one that I found really super interesting. Is about cod, oh. um, which is the last one, and uh, it's uh, people that are just taking over the cod industry, and it's large, super, so you know, small. A lot of times, 
in the past, um, it was a bunch of small families and stuff that went out cod fishing and they all worked together and they caught cod. But now you have these super mega mogul fishing companies mm-hmm. that are coming in and they can afford these giant, giant troops of like boats that come and they catch up all the cod and leave none yeah. for anybody else to catch. And so it's destroying the local like fish, the local fishing industry. Yeah, and it's interesting, especially. And they're not spending any of that money in the town where they're catching the fish. No, not they're at all. strictly coming in there to catch all the fish, and, cr- and then they're fucking out. Yeah. And so it's decimating uh, these these towns up in Alaska. Shop local. Um, <laughs> not Amazon Go. No, nah, but Amazon Go carries a bunch of local stuff. I'm sure they do. They have to. But they carry that. That I bet you they fucking carry that cod that's being caught by the oh, mega I'm industries. Sure, they're getting it at a price at a low, 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 low. No, it's actually pretty crazy because it's like that's what's gonna. That's what the future will be. Is like one company running everything and then you'll have a couple local farmers and stuff trying to do the same thing and those guys will always have like the best quality you know but you pay way you pay higher way, price way, for way it. higher prices for it yeah and you know that's just the nature of the beast of the industry um but you know we'll we'll have to see what happens maybe like if we can get rid of some of these restaurants there'll be less demand for all of this product and and more restaurants will be able to get that quality product i, I yeah and it's or we start growing our own Agrihoods. 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 Real talk. Like every restaurant has their own little patch. And like, do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys have any? Any? No, because we're like in a neighborhood, so it's tough. I mean, Solari has a little area where they grow like kale. Terra Plata Pl- Pl- grows some stuff on their rooftop. Terra Plata grows a lot of stuff on their rooftop. Uh, by the way, we want to uh, shout out Sarah Ridges. Got a her first executive uh, chef position over at uh, Per Se and Co. Percy and Co. It's funny though because they just laid off two of my homies. Yeah, what's that? And then they hired a new exec. It's funny. I mean, you can afford an exec if you can fire two people. But shout her out. Congratulations. I hope you do a good job over there. I'll have to come out there and visit her. I'd be like some free food. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 92 of Grill How Long Steak, Mister. Out the window, chef. Where you at? Ooh, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, uh, Keith, what is our ingredient of the week? Banana. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. A little bit different. We don't do fruit that often. No, we don't do fruit. And banana's pretty basic. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was just going to do a smoothie. But <laughs> <laughs> My girl got me on that tip. Like, sh- freeze bananas. Yeah. You can make really good ice cream that way. Yeah, Maybe. I freeze bananas for Harlem, but... So he can like munch on them. He's teething. So you suck on the bananas. Stop. Stop. That, you Why said you, it. I no, didn't say no, it. No, no, no. It's not even like that. How do you feel about that? The black kid in the H and M hoodie. <sighs> We're gonna really gonna get into this. Yeah, um, I'm just curious how you feel about it. You know, it's offensive to me. Um, if it was a white kid. If it were a white kid, it wouldn't be as offensive. But I also see the other side of it being a Swedish company and that the the same terminology doesn't apply over there as it does in America. But I do still think that it got past somebody where it was promoted in an area where it would be offensive. And that's where the problem lies um, is they're not aware of their demographic, obviously. Uh, So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. I I think it's a dope hoodie. I just think it, the execution was not done. Well, well, it's tough because it's like even with my son, you know, like because he's he's half black. Um, 
it's hard. My girlfriend's like, oh, let's get him these swim trunks with bananas on them. And I'm like, is someone going to think it's offensive that he that there's a half black kid wearing a banana swimsuit? Because in this day and age, it would be offensive to somebody. I see some white people that look like monkeys. <laughs> I see Asian people that look like monkeys. I mean, technically, we all look like monkeys. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's that stoned ape theory. You know what I'm saying? That's how we evolved. Thanks, racism. <laughs> can't even can't even enjoy watermelon anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, anyway. All right. Uh, so, how did we? Oh, bananas. <laughs> okay, how did we get on this? Uh, Johnny, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm just going to do quick, fun bananas fosters. Um, most people have done a bananas fosters in their life or gone on eat them. And it's great. It's just caramelized bananas with like a toffee sauce, a rum toffee sauce. Delicious. Um, I used to work at a restaurant where we put it on top of uh, pancakes. People freaked out about that. They love that. But basically all you'll need is a tablespoon of unsalted butter. Two teaspoons of dark brown sugar, one banana peeled and halved lengthwise and crosswise. So you'll take that banana and you'll cut it in half and then you'll cut it in half again like a cross. Um, so you have four equal pieces of banana. Um, a little bit of cinnamon and you'll take a teaspoon of banana liqueur or and one ounce of light rum. What I do is I just get a little bit of Caribbean rum and it already has kind of like that plantain banana um, flavor in it. And then you can have some vanilla ice cream or whatever you want to garnish. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna melt the butter and the sugar in a small frying pan and add your banana pieces and saute over medium heat until lightly brown, um, turning pieces once. <clears throat> so that's from the flat side to the back side. Um, sprinkle with cinnamon and remove from pan and remove that pan from the heat. Um, then what you'll do is you'll add the liqueur and the rum to the pan um, and flambe. So what you do is you'll light that on fire and have it go like whoosh. And what you, that's going to do is it's going to cook the alcohol out, but you'll still have the rum flavor in there. So you're not going to like technically get drunk. Um, carefully light the sauce yep, with a lighter and then spoon flaming sauce over the banana pieces until flame is extinguished. Um, serve over warm banana pieces and put some ice cream over that. Yummy, 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 yum, yum. All right. So uh, everybody does their banana bread and their banana muffins and all that BS. So I'm just going to give you a really quick uh, banana frosting recipe. Um, it's actually pretty good. Um, and then Keith gave me the idea to put some uh, basil in it, which doesn't sound like a bad idea either. So what you're going to need is you're going to need a uh, one teaspoon of lemon juice. I'm going to say two bananas, um, a half a cup of softened butter. So it needs to be like room temperature all the way through. Uh, let's do four cups of uh, uh, confection confectioner's sugar sifted. So you want to sift that, get all the lumps out. Um, let's do a... Um, quarter cup of sour cream, a quarter cup of cream cheese, and then meh, 20 basil leaves, chiffonade. Uh, you want to roll them up like a cigar and slice them uh, really, really thin. So you want to beat your banana with uh, like a hand mixer um, on low, and you want to incorporate the lemon juice, um, the cream cheese, the sour cream into that um, until it gets nice and creamy. Uh, then add your butter to it last um, and then hit it on high and it'll be smooth. And then I would like you to go ahead and put your, um, I want you to fold your basil in there by hand because you don't want to 
you know, tear apart all your basil. And then you can put that on all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, you can put that on any kind of muffin. You can put that on a donut. You can put that on a cake. You can put that on your pancakes. So, yeah, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Word. Uh, I'm going to do kind of a simpler vegan version of almost bananas foster, really. But it's like you just take a banana, slice it on the bias, get nice little chips, sprinkle brown sugar all over it, take a brulee torch, crack it up, and you've got nice little tasty banana chips. Ooh. I was thinking that, that'd be really good if you if you froze them. You could do that too. I if mean, you it's, freeze it's, it and then and then you freeze them and then you pull them out of the freezer, those chips, those thin chips, and then you toss them in sugar. You do that too. And then you hit it with it because then it, yeah. Just, but I mean, basically, you're just torching it and getting, you know, just a, that, that crackling but sugar that, on top. Oh, but the outside be so thick and like caramel, and then the inside's Gross. all soft and mushy. <laughs> Ooh, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's vegan too. So, like, if you got friends that can't eat dairy or whatever and you need a good dessert, it works really well. There we go. Bananas. Johnny? Yeah. Want to hit them with that social media? Uh, yeah. Um, what's our Instagram again? At? Grill How Long Sick Mister? Yeah, what about Facebook? Uh, how, grill How Long Sick Mister? <laughs> what about Twitters? Um, that's at How Long Steak Mister. Uh, or you can email us at uh, Grill How Long Steak Mister at gmail.com. You can catch me on Instagram at Bobby Stills, Johnny Tsunami. That's me, Johnny Tsunami. At 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 Johnny Tsunami. Uh, we have not been up on social media lately. I just been too busy. Johnny's been up on there more than I have lately. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just trying to keep that presence. Well, because I've been noticing. Okay, so the other day, Culinary Anarchy was on Facebook. I actually had to unfollow his ass because he's weak. But <laughs> he has over he like 2,000 followers. Yeah, I mean, because, dude, he's the, he's the South has got his back. Dude. Yeah, so I'm like, we can get on that level, and we need to, and it just takes a presence on You know who I started following the other day, and I had to? The Proud Boys. <sighs> oh, shit. Dude, they infiltrated one of our groups, one of uh, my homies' groups, uh, out there stalking us and then leaking information. So I was like, yo, I'm about to track you fools down, started following them, and... Uh, yeah, fuck the Proud Boys. <laughs> we'll end the show on that note. Thank you for listening, and uh, like and subscribe, people. Yup. Peace. Peace. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs>